want change, but tell me who will guide us to the leaders that pass away. Put up your lighters. It's a beautiful struggle, but it cannot divide us. We're the ones that we've always been waiting for. See yourself in the mirror and open up the door. Walk through it and feel the love throughout your pores. Be the light, life's purpose is to feel. Be the change that you want to see in the world like Gandhi live for peace. Ah, I love that song. Let me know, ladies and gentlemen, if you are feeling my theme song. It always feels good to get started on the Crystal Journey podcast with that song. It is called Be the Change by the Luminaries. Check that out. I haven't heard too much of their music, but I love when musicians, when artists speak about things that matter infuse their music with the spirit of agape, the spirit of brotherly love, the spirit of truth and justice. I think it's so important when people not only express themselves honestly, but express themselves in a way that infuses the world with a spirit of good. How about that? How about that? And speaking about that, speaking about that whole theme, people that try to make a change in the world, try to be the change they want to see in the world, one of the things I love about celebrities, about people that have the ability to influence others, is when they use that for good. When they're not only striving to be the best that they can be, and I'm all about that, I do believe that it is incumbent upon us to matriculate to higher levels of consciousness, not only here, but physically, bring out those guns, Bring out that mind, bring out that spirit. Focus on yourself, but also to focus on others. I think that when you find a balance between the two, that's when you are living a life in accordance with the greatest version of yourself. And when you see celebrities doing that kind of stuff, speaking about social justice, talking about things other than themselves, about you know all the all the girls they're banging, whether they're hip-hop stars talking about that stuff, or whether they're trying to get you to see their next movie. It's so beautiful when you hear people speaking about the injustices of the world, or talking about how to impact the world in a positive way. And I wanted to devote this podcast to some of my favorite celebrities. Favorite celebrities, not only in that they have achieved a great level of excellence in what they do, but that they are standing for something greater than themselves. They are trying to be the change that they want to see in the world and actively pursuing a better world. And uh, I just came across this amazing video by one of my favorite celebrities. I'm in Australia over here. I've been here for a long time. And uh, we don't have too many brilliant comedians, but I, I absolutely love comedy. And one of my favorite comedians is a guy called Husey, who is who's very, very famous in Australia. And I, I recently just found out that he is a vego. Kudos to you, Husey. I think you're absolutely amazing. And uh, he's actually made this video. It's very, it's very lighthearted, a little diplomatic, doesn't want to offend anyone, which is something that you have to take into consideration when you are a, a figure of influence. You don't want to run people the wrong way too much, otherwise that's going to hit you and that's going to affect your career and I know that sounds a little kind of selfish but I think sometimes you have to find a balance between speaking the truth and considering how your actions are going to impact you I mean obviously if we were living a few few hundred years ago and we were people of importance and we wanted to make a stand against let's say slavery um, if we were to tell everyone all the people in charge that they should kill themselves 
if they have slaves, that may not work in our favor and may end up doing, well, not much good for us anyway. May end us end up getting us killed. Anyway, in in a similar light, I just think it's it's understandable how at times a lot of these celebrities don't speak as harshly as a lot of people I would imagine would want them to speak about some of these issues, but nonetheless speak about it in a very effective way that they're making a change. Anyway, I just wanted to preface that and uh, show you a video that Husey made in regards to this event that takes place in Australia Day every year where more often than not Australians celebrate Australia Day by having a shrimp on the barbie mate or more specifically putting a lamb on the barbie and uh, this is absolutely brilliant and if you guys pay attention to how he does this through the use of comedy I think it's brilliant because one of the things that I've learned is that if you're gonna tell the people the truth make sure you make them laugh otherwise as they say they'll kill you so ladies and gentlemen check this out this is a, a video Husey made in regards to uh, Australia Day my fellow Australians, it's time to talk turkey with certain citizens of our fair nation that have the chops to think throwing a slab of meat on the barbie makes them more Australian. It doesn't need to moo for you to be true blue. To be clear, my beef isn't with people who eat meat. I merely want to point out there's nothing un-Australian about trying something different. And I don't mean drinking turmeric lattes filtered through a hipster's beard or kombucha sundaes brewed in a hand-woven kale basket. You can be healthier just by giving steak a miss every now and then. Some of Australia's most ripped citizens enjoy a plant-based diet. Take Liam Hemsworth. Mmm. He may be a beefcake, but he'd never eat one. Having less cows suffocating the planet with their methane farts is an added bonus. You're even doing skippier solid. You reckon he's thinking to himself, can't wait to sun myself on Bruce from Bendigo's Barbie. No, he's busy doing stuff that kangaroos do, like hopping round the bush being Australian. Good on you, Skippy. You're a little ripper. Remember, folks, we aren't a nation of sheep. So don't let anyone tell you that you need to eat one. Why not chuck something veggie on the barbecue this Australia Day? You know I'm right. I'm Dave Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, that is brilliant on so many freaking levels. First of all, the the catchphrase, we are not a nation of sheep, that is brilliant because that's what it's all about. We are a nation of individuals, people that have our own individual rights, and whereas I would extend that to, to animals, non-human animals, more importantly, we do not follow what people are doing because purely they've been doing it for a long time. We do things because we do what we want to do. And this is what it all comes down to. Not becoming a sheep. Not becoming someone that blindly follows what everyone else is doing, regardless of all the evidence that they may, may be to the contrary. And I love that. I love that. I love the idea that Husey is going against the grain and in a very light-hearted way. The fact that he's, rather than Focusing on the, I mean, as any animal rights activist knows, there are basically three main issues in regards to this whole killing animals, all that kind of stuff. And one is the environmental, which is beautiful because everyone can appreciate that we all live on this environment. We all live on this planet. And in order for us to live a healthy life, 
we want to take care of the environment. And if we don't care about ourselves, obviously we probably care about our kids, our, the future generation of people. So the fact that everyone can appreciate the importance of the environment, people always will look at others that are doing something to benefit the environment as being these custodians of light and paving the way for a better future. And I think if you focus on that whole area of things, the environment, it's kind of hard to rub people the wrong way. You're not going to hear an Australian say, hey, mate, you're, you're, you're a fucking idiot, man. What are you doing caring about the environment, mate? No one does that. At least I hope they don't. And, of course, he's talking about the health, which most people are aware of. It's much healthier. I mean, Hugo, Husey, rather, speaks about how he lost a lot of weight on a vegetarian diet, used to be unhealthy, and pretty much the, the status quo now. I think in the world is that it is healthier. I mean, the fact that you can be physically fit, strong, uh, vegans are the, pretty much the only people that are at their right BMI, body mass index, because they're not eating animal products. It shows that you can be very healthy, and the fact that you have all these other diseases that are related to the consumption of eating animal products. And let's be let's be honest about this. I mean, of course, you can always debate and say there's contrary evidence that saturated fats are good for you, but you'll find that you're going against the scientific grain if you're arguing against that. So you're arguing against the distinguished universities like Cornell University, Harvard University, and the organizations that tend to support the idea that these foods are good for you, like Western Price Foundation. They tend to be backed by, hmm, surprisingly, the meat and dairy industry. But look, I don't want to go into that. I just appreciate the fact that Husey is focusing on Two really good areas that I think anyone should, if they're trying to convince someone to lessen the impact they have, the negative impact they have on this world, and that is, in regards to animal rights anyway, the environmental and the health. And the moral issue, it's, to me it's so crystal clear, but one thing I'm finding is that people, even though they, they have an understanding of what morality is about, I think when it comes down to it, people need to believe that what they're doing, that their actions are justified. Therefore, they don't want to address their immoral behavior. And look, without a doubt, we're all complicit to varying degrees in having a negative impact, not only on animals, but human animals and the world at large. But it takes someone of integrity to acknowledge that acknowledge that what they're doing has negative consequences. Whether or not you want to believe in good or bad, the reality of the situation is, is that there are consequences to our actions. And when someone takes responsibility of those actions, to me, I think it says a lot about the kind of person you are. Anyway, once again, I'm going on a, a long rant over here. But I did want to play a video of Husey addressing um, a question one of his fans had in regards to being on a vegetarian diet, and I think he did this. Let me just cut this protest over here. Uh, I think he did this really well once again. Let me find this video over here. Exactly. Thank you, I appreciate Enjoy. that. Enjoy. Here we go, here we go. a great letter this week from Morris in Chinchilla, Queensland. Here it's, hi, Husey, I'm a budding environmentalist and I'm concerned with recent reports on the danger of eating meat. Would you recommend becoming a vegetarian? 
First, Marissa, I'd like to say thank you for your letter. It's great to see someone actually concerned about a big issue like the environment. Because mm. generally I get self-absorbed losers <laughs> whinging in little complaints to me, all right? So, <laughs> but keep the letters coming, people. <laughs> <laughs> Morris, maybe you know, you probably do know, I am a vegetarian, yes. And it's, there's a lot of advantage to being a vegetarian. If you're a celebrity vegetarian like I am, uh, you get asked to do uh, nude ads for um, the prevention of cruelty to animals. I mean, I haven't been asked yet. Right. But I'm sure Peter are uh, going to get to me. I'm ready, guys. <laughs> I'm an animal. Don't be cruel to me. Uh, seriously, though, because um, I am looking good. I started to look good once I became a vegetarian. I lost weight because... There was nothing to eat. <laughs> Especially because I don't like vegetables. Um, but you know what? Uh, people say, why become a vegetarian? Well, I did work at a sheep abattoir when I was a young man. And I can tell you what, I've seen what happens to those animals. They get killed. And it's not good. All right? I didn't do the killing because no one trusts me with a knife. I used to actually lead, but I was worse. I led the live sheep up towards the people with the knives. I'd say to those pretty little sheep, it's all going to be... Oh, I love what Husey is doing over here. Because, you see, the problem I think most people that care about animals make when they talk about this, this topic is... They take on this whole even vow stance that, oh, I'm much better than you, you're still eating animals and all this other stuff, and it's contributing to all these horrible problems and blah, 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 you suck. What a good comedian does, what a good intelligent person does is rather than talking about you, 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 speaking to someone in the terms of it's me versus you. First of all, you put yourself on the same level and you make it abundantly clear that you are just as complicit. I mean, I'll, I'll lie to the point where I talk about how I'm doing far worse things than I am actually doing. Purely because I don't want people to get the idea that I am holy than thou. That I do hold myself to be doing something that is more moral. Because as soon as you project that attitude, it puts people off. Yes, it may be true, but it's, it's completely unnecessary. It's best to make people aware that this is not an issue about being better than anyone else. This is an issue about caring about the environment, caring about others, caring about other things beyond yourself, but also caring about yourself. I mean, ultimately, I mean, you can take on, one of the things that I've been getting into recently is the whole idea of objectivism, which is this idea about self-interest. And where is the objectivist attitude is to appreciate the rights of the individual, not to violate anyone. They speak about doing things in terms of yourself and this sounds very selfish when you look at this from a very cursory perspective, but ultimately it is in your interest not to harm others. It's in your interest not to, for instance, commit fraud, to lie, because ultimately it complicates your life. Now, of course, you can always make the arguments in other situations it's going to be justified, but for the most part, you realize that if you have this broader perspective that when someone suffers, you also suffer, it is within your self-interest to ensure that other people are thriving, not only human animals, but non-human animals. The fact that it's impacting the environment, the fact that it's impacting your health, the fact that it causes suffering. And if you want to go into the metaphysics of this thing, the fact that all of these other sentient life forms, when they suffer, that impacts the morphogenic field of the planet. And that saturates all the other human animals and affects our, our state of being. But the reality is that Regardless of whether or not you want to take on a, 
a Christian mentality in, re in regards to this, caring for others, other other things outside of yourself. Well, you want to take on a very self-centered attitude. Me, 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 me. The reality of the situation is it is in your interest to be doing good, not only to yourself, but to others. And more importantly, when you put yourself on the same level as someone else, rather than doing this whole holy and vow thing that a lot of vegans tend to do, it allows people to open up to you. And it's, it's fucking beautiful. And uh, I think this is what Husey's doing here. This is one of the thing, things I love about comedians, the fact that they have this self-deprecating attitude where they talk about all of their insecurities, and it makes them vulnerable. That's what opens you up to people, opens people up to you. When you don't have this air of, I'm better than you. And it takes way more strength to do something like that. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's easy to be arrogant to go out and talk about how your penis is bigger than everyone else's. I always have to go to penis. I don't know why I do that. But it takes a tremendous amount of strength to show humility. And it opens people up to you so that you can express what you really feel. And they're not going to look at you as if you're, you're trying to uh, talk about how holy than thou you are. Anyway, let's continue with this. I thought this was really good. Okay, I lied to those sheep. <laughs> now they're all dead. You know, if they get their revenge, though, because apparently me eating meat uh, contributes towards bowel cancer. So, yeah. Don't tell you about that in the pro-meat ads, do they? You don't see bloody butchers jumping around dancing with colostomy bags. <laughs> all right. Now, it's not all good, we know that. I mean, I get abused as a vegetarian. Yes. I can tell you, it's not easy going to a bloody... Uh, last year, went to a footy grand final barbecue with me pack of non-sausages. <laughs> you go to an orgy when you're a nun. I've been there. Sounds oh. pretty kinky, actually. Uh, no, seriously, though. My parents hassled me. My dad my dad preferred that I took up heroin rather than gave up bloody D-bones. Mum was going, what are you, where are you going to get your iron from? I'm not a bloody steel gird. Who gives a shit, Mum? Honestly, I had to go to the doctor to check out my iron level, and, and I found out my iron level's too high because I've got a genetic disease called hemochromatosis. Who's the winner now? And, it's, and I'm not all about winning because I've food I love that I can't have. I mean, I haven't had a Saturday night kebab for bloody four years. Yeah, oh, this is and brilliant. And the bloody this is brilliant. keeps on giving. I love how Husey is infusing everything he says with comedy because the reality is... Most people, they're going to get either bored, frustrated, or they're going to fucking just beat the shit out of you <laughs> if you start ranting on about it, eating freaking lettuce and how it's much better for, for everything. But when you open people up through comedy, it just it, it opens the, the possibilities for achieving so much more. This is why I love comedians, because it's, the, it's, the, it's like the, the coup de grace technique of opening people up to you. And there's so much truth. I mean, he's fair enough, he's, he's saying a lot of silly things, but there is so much truth in what he's saying when he talks about going to see the doctor to get his iron levels checked. Most people aren't aware that being a vegetarian is not going to prevent you from getting any of the nutrients that you need. Every nutrient that you can think of is found within the plant kingdom. There are higher levels of iron found in plenty of other plants, such as kale and spinach and the list goes on and on and on whether it's b12 which is found within foods of the earth whether it is protein which is in everything 
if you want to look at the definitive science. We're in the age now where if you really want to look at this information, go to Wikipedia and you can find out that everything can be provided for on a plant-based diet. So I, I love the fact that he is speaking about this without making it boring and intellectual like I am, but is speaking about this through through comedy. So you go, Husey. Anyway, let's let's uh, let's finish this. Go check it out. I mean, since I think it was 2008-2009, uh, United Nations estimates uh, speaks about how animal agriculture is responsible to as conservative as something like 18% to as high as 50% and beyond. I mean, the reality is if you really care about the environment, if you're a tree hugger, if you're someone that just cares about yourself, because ultimately you're... This is this is all comes down to you. I care about the environment from the perspective that I'm living in it, and I care about the sentient beings within the environment. And of course I care about the entire planet at large, considering that this actual planet is a sentient being, if you want to look at this from the systems level. But ultimately, I care about sentience. I care about things that have the capacity to feel. And if you want to look at the environment for along the lines of looking at the world at large, the organisms within this system that we are immersed in, then absolutely. Saying you care about the environment means that you care about animals, you care about yourself, you care about the things that are inhabiting this Euclidean meat space. So from that perspective, you may not care about the plants, you know, like I do. Of course, I, I, I love plants, but I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not, I'm not uh, keep one as a pet and I'm not going to cry, cry if, if that thing ends up dead. But I do care about the things within this ecosystem. And ultimately... If you do, one of the best things that you can do is to adopt a plant-based diet. Go vegan. Go vegetarian. Ultimately, make an effort to reduce the negative impact that you are having on this planet, even if it means reducing your consumption of meat. At the end of the day, look, I'm not going to go full, full animal rights extremist on you over here. Any person that even touches anything related to... Uh, Animal exploitation is a piece of shit. No, I'm not going to do that. But ultimately, we do have to make an impact. We do have to strive towards lessening the detrimental impact we have on this world if we're going to align ourselves with agape, align ourselves with a universal approach towards life. And uh, I, I love seeing people like Husey speak about this stuff. Anyway, I'm just going to let him finish right now. All right, so there you have it. There's Husey speaking about vegetarianism. Um, I want to speak about some of my other favorite, uh, 
celebrities because they're not only brilliant, but they're standing for what they believe in now. Billy Simmons, good friend of mine, met him a few years back at World Vegan Day. This guy is a powerhouse because I know a lot of people look at vegans, vegetarians as being these flaky, whiny bitches that have no uh, muscle to them. Clearly, that's not true. But Billy Simmons is a 2009 Mr. Universe champion, bodybuilding champion. And look, people always say, oh, he's on drugs. This is fake. It's bullshit, man. Oh, he's taking... No, man. And build up all of his muscle eating meat. Well, look, you can, you, can, you can come up with as many reasons as you want not to buy into what he's saying. But I think at the end of the day, you're lying to yourself. I do believe in skepticism. And a lot of the times when a lot of these bodybuilders talk about how they built their muscles naturally, they're, they're all natty, as they say. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit to that. But the reality of the situation is, one, I'll, look, I'll let Billy Simmons ex express some, well, address this question for himself. He answers it in this video over here. Okay. So the Natural Miss Universe is drug tested to Olympic standards, so everyone goes through the process of um, vetting as far as um, being tested for anabolic steroids, so it's a very even playing field. Hmm. Well, I was told as a vego that I wasn't able to be a bodybuilder, so I thought, all right, well... Uh, that's what everyone says. Don't you know that if you if you sail too far, you'll fall off the edge of the world? Don't you know that if you don't eat enough meat, you'll become flaky and you'll die? Don't you know that there is no way in hell that we will ever see a planet without slavery? Don't you know that there is no way in hell that we will ever see a planet where people treat animals as if they are worthy of life. This is what people always do because they don't have the imagination to conceive of something. They will always talk about how it's not possible. But there are a few things in this world that are not possible. All it requires is the will. The human mind has an incredible ability to create reality through here. So as we think, so, t so do we create. And all it requires is just a few people that have the will, that have the, the patience, that have the devotion towards achieving what they want and acting as the beacons of light in influencing others. And this is one of the things I love about people like this. this is, these are people that I call the Jupiterian heroes because ultimately, in ancient Rome, I don't want to bore you with all of this reference to Greek and Roman history, but... They had this concept of these different heroes. They had the Plutonian heroes that were all about being concerned with material, physical wealth, devoting themselves towards achieving success in a very rudimentary level. Then you had the Neptunian heroes that were not only about developing themselves through physical, material success, but uplifting their vibration through understanding, knowledge, through experience, through wisdom. Like the philosopher, those that devote themselves towards understanding what it's all about and they enrich in their lives through experience. And then, of course, the Jupiterian hero that is able to not only serve himself, but to serve others, devote his life towards uplifting the vibration of the planet by influencing others. And whereas I, I am all about the individual. I believe in everyone's right to freedom of speech, to freedom of security, freedom of health, ultimately, the idea that is embedded within the Declaration of Independence, that ultimately we have the right to do anything that we want, provided we're not harming anyone in the process. We can devote our, our life to what's happiness, but I also believe that it is incumbent upon us, 
if we even care about ourselves, to be thinking about how our environment affects us, to be thinking about other people. And those that devote themselves towards helping others, to me, that's the greatest kind of hero. Uh, that's why I love people like like this, people that are obviously striving to achieve something, people like Martin Luther King, people like Gandhi. These are the real heroes because you will have a look at what they do and regardless of the outcome, you can be one of those guys that talks about how they didn't really achieve anything within a material level. They don't have any wealth. They didn't really change that many people's minds, even though we know they did. I mean, hell, Gandhi, Martin Luther King was able to change the entire mind of a nation, if not the world, in their attitude towards uh, the rights of of Africans and the world at large. But the fact of the matter is, when you have a look at someone that is more concerned about others than themselves, that is focused about benefiting the entire world, it's just the content of character within that person, it may not be able to be manifested in any real tangible sense if you devote your life towards others. And that's arguable, but the kind of person that has that attitude, it says a lot about you. One of the problems I have is when I'm around people that are only concerned with themselves in that that's all they care about. Not because they're trying to create a, a better world, but they're only concerned with themselves because they just simply don't care about anyone else. Uh, are these the kind of people that you want to be around? If you're in a situation where there were no laws, we did not have the rule of law. If someone was only concerned about themselves and doing what they thought was going to bring about the most amount of good for themselves, would you feel safe being around someone like that? The reason we're drawn to, to figures like this is because of the character of these people. The fact that it is so hard to be selfless in a society where we're all about me, me, me. It's so hard to be selfless when it is so difficult. We're faced with uh, name-calling, faced with the, the threat of being locked up in a prison cell. This is why we admire these people, because what they do requires so much courage. It requires so much selflessness. I mean, it's all about will. It's all about courage. This is the testing point of every virtue. People that have the tenacity, the will, in order to achieve things. And this is why I, I'm a huge fan of, uh, of these figures. And... I want to talk about some others. And look, this is I don't want to limit this to the world of animal rights. There are many other ways of making an impact in this world other than devoting yourself towards animals, whether that's human or non-human. Uh, well, let's, let's be honest. I mean, at the end of the day, it's pretty much the sentient beings that are immersed in this planet that we care about. But um, there are other ways of applying yourself that are just as altruistic. And uh, I'm trying to think of some other figures that I've, I've derived a lot of inspiration from. I mean, e even someone like Bill Gates. I know he gets, a, I know a lot of people are like, what are you talking about, Bill Gates? I know he gets a real hard time. People look at him and they think, well, he's not really helping anyone. I mean, the guy's a billionaire. He's just in devotion towards himself. But you think about how he has benefit, benefited people through technology. And granted, his name may not have been to benefit people through the use of technology, through this amazing operating systems that, system that I'm using to communicate with you all. And granted, he wasn't the person, per se, that actually developed this system. But by devoting himself towards wanting to bring about a better world, or bring about, if you don't want to take that route, bring about more, more financial security for himself, 
and devoting himself so hard towards being the best that he could be, he's brought about one of the most amazing changes in the world. I mean, through people like Bill Gates, we now have a society where we can easily communicate, we can share this information freely. And uh, I guess this is a way of me addressing how it doesn't have to always be about people or animals. I think if you focus yourself on being the best that you can be, on striving for something, that in of itself, that quality, the, the requirement that is necessary to achieve excellence, that in of itself is a virtue. Excellence is something that requires will, passion, devotion, courage. And at the testing point of all of these virtues is courage, that will. If you're applying this towards doing something, more often than not, it has a positive impact. And uh, granted, of course, you can always make the argument that if you're devoting your life towards harming people, well, that's obviously not, not a good thing, but there are, there are many people to derive inspiration from. But I'm, I'm bringing about these figures because, well, I, one of the, the biggest social injustice issues to me at the moment is our treatment of things that are less than ourselves. I, of course, I could focus on the horrible wars that are going on in, in the Middle East, and a lot of the times I do, but I've always felt a connection towards animals. This is one of the reasons why I speak about the topic of animal rights and so forth. But uh, another one of my favorites, this is my actual favorite, is the great Russell Brand because he has such a conscious mentality towards the world. He has a true understanding of the concept of agape, which you hear me speaking about a lot, the idea of aligning yourself towards the spirit of the planet casting a greater net towards compassion, not just towards your family, your friends, but towards your country, towards your race, towards earthlings, animals, all those that are capable of expressing themselves and trying to be not only the best person that you can be, but trying to be a beacon of light for others. One's reality is a result of your intention and your attention. It's through spiritual practice that I've recognised that m my own impermanence, my own irrelevance, the fact that I'm just a person shuffling through life, I ain't really no different now from when I was a little kid. And what I, all I want really is that not, I don't want that feeling in my stomach that people are being give, like, treated badly. I don't want a feeling that people are being exploited. People need... See, that, just that, that point always gets to me. I, I know everyone, I know you all resonate with that because it's something that we all feel. The, the feeling you get when you are seeing other people suffering, you feel their pain as if it was your own. And when you see other people that acknowledge that, you know that they too are connected to you. That we're all connected with this feeling where we know it feels shit when other people are suffering. It's that that, that's what humanity to me is about. That's what being alive is about. This, this feeling of connection that you have towards other things outside of yourself. And uh, it's, it's such a beautiful point. We all don't want to feel pain, but also we don't want to feel the pain of others because we're connected. We need to live spiritual lives, all of us, I'm a person, and it's good to have access to the infinite consciousness that is available to all people, but through the five senses is delineated, keeping us trapped on a material plane. We think reality is what we can apportion through the limited instruments of the senses, but reality is, of course, far beyond that. Spiritual data, is we don't have the correct ah, instruments yes, to receive. Yes, yes, yes. This is what I love about Russell Brand. He has this ability to stream consciousness, to articulate his ideas in the most beautiful way. They're artistic. They're palpable, they're 
beautiful. It's almost as if thoughts, feelings, and revelations come not from him, but through him. He's a conduit. He is this vessel that is expressing the reality of God, Allah, Krishna, Buddha. And the fact that he has this spirit of compassion within him, this is the same thing that I feel you, you see within figures like Martin Luther King, within Jesus. The whole idea of getting so over yourself and being more focused on others around you. And regardless of what you may think about Russell Brand, whether you think he's narcissistic, I think he's the exact opposite of that. Obviously, to be able to love others, you have to love yourself to, to some extent. But it is undeniable that Russell Brand cares. And the fact that he is so connected and so well integrated into these metaphysical schools of thought. So when I when I talk about that, when I speak about metaphysics, by the way, I want to make, make very clear that I'm speaking about not only the tangible, so the physical space that we are immersed in, the five sense reality, but the realization, and this is not an airy-fairy concept. This is an, an idea that is based within truth and reality. Metaf mathematics is a metaphysics. Gravity is a metaphysics. We're talking about the intangible. People like Russell Brand have an understanding of things not only within this left brain mentality, the fact that we look at reality based on what we can measure, but an understanding of that there are things, there are tangible things that we cannot see, like emotions, feelings, which are the, the catalyst in influencing the physical reality, and speaks about this with such clarity. He's a student of the Hindu schools of thoughts, Krishna consciousness. He's a school of, of, of Taoism, of the mystical schools of thought. And the, the fundamental reason we love him is because he speaks not only with compassion, but with passion and has an, a foundation in truth, is well-researched, has been able to integrate all of this knowledge that is accumulated and express this through the force of God, call it what you will. And uh, this is what makes Russell Brown one of my favorite, if not my favorite, uh, celebrity in that he's hilarious and he's so intelligent and more importantly he he owns this vulnerability I feel as if you could speak to Russell Brand and of course he's not gonna judge you and he's gonna be completely open and honest with you Of course he's gonna he's gonna wanna make an impression on you it's gonna be silly and say a whole bunch of silly things sometimes because he's he's trying to win the audience but make no mistake about it you're seeing the real Russell Brand you're getting an insight into who he really is. And I think more often than not, we're so caught up with wanting to be a particular person, wanting to be a particular thing that we lose who we really are. We get so caught up in impression rather than just expressing ourselves that we, we forget that people just want to connect with you. And the best way to connect with people is to be you in the realm of the senses. Anything that we're describing through science, we're describing through the prism of the five limited senses. Our eyes can only see between infrared light and ultraviolet light. There's light bouncing around everywhere. Our ears can only hear a tiny decibel range, can't hear the noise of a dog whistle, can't hear any high-pitched frequency sounds. Isn't it likely then that there are other vibrations, frequencies, energies, consciousness moving through the exactly. universe? Consciousness is an, uh, an amorphous an expanding entity. I think that we allow our consciousness to be prohibited by our senses, prescribed by our senses, living in the realm of these five apertures into our reality. And everyone resonates with this, even the scientifically-minded atheists. They understand this stuff. It's just that we have disconnected ourselves from wanting to see the truth to some extent. 
I mean, this is pure reason, pure logic. Of course there are, within the realms of science, we understand that there are things outside of the five-sense reality that we cannot detect, that we are constantly striving to understand these things. And what Russell Brand is inviting you to do is to realize that there is a whole world out there that we don't understand, that influences us. And in order to grow, in order to have a clear idea of what reality is, we need to open our mind to the possibility, at least, that there are things that are influencing us. Brilliant shit. But reality is limitless. Space is infinite. Time eternal. Through yoga, one can temporarily break the bonds that chain us to the mundane, the mondial, that which is of the earth. And we can temporarily at least receive a taste of the infinite. I don't want to get too cosmic about it, but we are just this sort of temporary blob of atoms, you know, endowed with consciousness for the merest moments in infinite space. Meditation and yoga, these are fundamental parts of my life. I think it's difficult these uh, days. Anyway, you guys get the idea. You get the idea. But there are so many great figures in history, and I love seeing successful people. Um, not only successful people within the realm of uh, celebrity, of course, people that have been able to apply themselves and becoming the best that they could possibly be, and they've they've achieved all this material wealth from it. I don't have a problem with that. A lot of people look at that kind of behavior as being very selfish, but ultimately, um, it's very difficult to be devoting yourself towards something that you are truly passionate about, that you were feeling um, blissful when doing, and not to have a positive impact in the world, because people are inspired when they see you doing something that you love. Passion is a beautiful thing because it basically represents the spirit of God working through you. Inspiration is something that you see when people are passionate, when people are enthusiastic about what they are doing. And the great thing about that is when people see you doing something that you love, you are passing that flame onto them. You are imbuing them with inspiration. So ultimately, by you doing something that you're passionate about, you are having a physical, tangible, visceral effect on others. So by simply following your bliss, that is a beautiful thing in, in of itself. And people that have amassed all this wealth by following their, their bliss, it's, it's basically a material representation of the fact that people appreciate what they're doing. People buy your, your music, people uh, watch your mov movies, you're endorsed by these companies because they appreciate what you do. And this is how the physical material world sometimes represents your achievement, what you have produced. Having said that, there is something equally, if not more so, beautiful when people devote themselves towards things that are focused on their passion per se, but are focused on that connection that they have towards everyone else. This feeling of agape that they have. People that devote themselves towards social justice issues, whether that be human rights or animal rights. People that stand up against tyranny, do that which is difficult, that which they are most afraid of. That is something which is unbelievably impressive as well because it's the thing that is most difficult. And when we do something that scares the shit out of us, that's when we see the most amount of growth. That's why the greatest hero has always been the, the, the liberator. At least that's how society has viewed these people. The people that do the most difficult thing, that, that unite others. And... Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I guess I'll leave it there. I hope you've enjoyed this Crystal Journey podcast. I know it's been very verbose, as I, I often tend to make my, my podcasts, but yeah, that's, that's me. That's what I'm about. All about ranting, going on these tangents in regards to uh, whatever topic I may be currently focused on. 
Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, give us a thumbs up if you like this, a thumbs down if you dislike this, and uh, until next time, peace out, keep it real. Yes, I. This song is called Be the Change. Inspired by the words of Mahatma Gandhi.